Good evening. I want to start out by saying thank you to Sherry and Tammy, who did an excellent job uh, planning the couples retreat uh, that several of us just returned from. Uh, we had a, a very good time, uh, a lot of good fellowship, a lot of good, got a lot of good lessons. Uh, Danny did an excellent job Friday night, Carrie uh, yesterday, and uh, Mike did an excellent job as well with the lesson that he presented, and, and we were able to learn a lot um, this weekend. And if you've never been to Couples Retreat before, um, I encourage you to go. Um, you know, Caitlin and I, we were the youngest ones there by far. But I'm pretty sure we were the most wore out. Um, they wore us out. We had so much to do, and we had a great time. Um, got to know some people a little better. Um, so it's a good thing. So if you've never been involved with that before, I encourage you to get involved um, with that. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to James chapter 4. <clears throat> James chapter 4. We're going to be there for most of the night. Um, in our lives, we spend a lot of time worrying about our physical appearance. You know, we spend a lot of time worrying about our physical self. You know, when we get sick, we go to the doctor. We get medicine. We make ourselves better. When, you know, we're, we're getting a little bit out of shape, we try the best we can to eat right and to work out and, and to stay in the best shape that we possibly can. Tonight, I want to speak for just a, maybe. Timothy, how's this thing work? Maybe not. I have really bad luck with these things. They never work. Got it. Here we go. We're going to talk a little bit tonight about developing our spiritual strength. You know, a lot of times we worry about the physical. Um, and I want to spend a little bit of time in James talking about how we can become more spiritually strong. Um, if you would, read with me James chapter 4, verses 7 through 10. James chapter 4, verses 7 through 10. <clears throat> it says, Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil... And he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. And purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Tonight I want to look at four ways that we can develop our spiritual strength. First... Timothy, you may have to click them for me. Okay? We have to submit to God. We have to submit to God. Now, what does that mean? Go ahead and... Whoop. There we go. How can we submit to God? By following His plan of salvation. We cannot become more spiritually strong if we have not followed the first step that God has commanded to us to become Christians, and that is follow His plan of salvation. He tells us very clearly how to become one of His followers. We don't have to have high educations to understand, and I have no doubt that 
if you've been attending church here very long or just a little, you, you know that what Matt preaches from this pulpit is the truth and he's given the word of God to each and every person that is here. And we as Christians have to understand that it is our duty to make sure that everyone that possibly can follows this plan of salvation. Hear, believe, repent, confess, and be baptized for the remission of our sins. God makes it pretty simple. He makes it pretty plain. And it's our job to spread that word. And we can become more spiritually strong by committing to doing this, to spreading His love, to spreading His word to those that we come in contact with. And if you're not a Christian, meaning you haven't put Christ on in baptism yet, I challenge you to really listen as we go through this, and I challenge you to listen as, as the Word of God is preached to you. It's not hard, but in order to become spiritually strong, we first have to submit to God. And that action of becoming a Christian is how we submit ourselves to God and tell Him, I'm dedicating my life to following you for the rest of my life as long as I'm on this earth. We have to, we can do this by obeying His law faithfully. Okay? Turn your Bibles to Revelations chapter 2. <clears throat> Revelations chapter 2. And look at verse 10. Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. <clears throat> Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested and you will have tribulation ten days. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. God makes it pretty simple. Submit yourselves to Him by first becoming a Christian. Secondly, live faithfully while you're here. Put everything else out. Those things of the world, put them away. And obey the things that are written and have been given to us. We can also do this by accepting His dealings in providence and not challenging, God, not challenging God's faithfulness, sovereignty, omniscience, or wisdom. You know, God knows everything. God is everything, and He created everything that we have and gives us everything that we have. And a lot of times in our lives, we'll find ourselves trying to get through situations on our own. We can show submission to God by showing Him that we're going to trust Him by not questioning the things that He's put in place for us and not questioning the commands that He's given us. You know, oftentimes we, we, we read the Bible and we, we see things and we know the things that we should do, but sometimes we alter those things to fit our lives. We alter those things to, so that they apply to us. Not saying that we're changing what the Bible says, but sometimes, you know, we, we try to make things fit the world we live in. And we have to make sure as Christians that we don't question God's providence. We don't question the things that He has said for us to do. If it is written, we are to follow it. It is, it is our responsibility as Christians to do that. And we can't fully submit ourselves to God and become spiritually strong if we are constantly trying to make God's Word fit our lives. Because oftentimes it wasn't designed to fit our lives. 
but we have to fit our lives into what the Bible says and mold ourselves to become more Christ-like and mold ourselves to become what the Bible says we should become. So the first step into becoming more spiritually strong is to follow the plan of salvation by submitting yourself to God. This is a weird time to do this. Normally you hear invitations at the end of the sermon, but in order for us to go on, I'm, I'm not going to extend the invitation now, but I am going to say that if you're not a Christian, I do challenge you to really listen as we go throughout the rest of this, and I challenge you to understand that you're not fully submitted to God if you haven't made that step yet in your Christian life, and your Christian walk. Because if we haven't submitted ourselves to God by hearing, believing, repenting, confessing, and being baptized, then we can't become spiritually strong because we're not yet a Christian. So as we go through this, I, I challenge you to, to, to think about where you are in your life, whether you've been a Christian for many years or maybe you're not a Christian yet, but I challenge you to, to look at where you are and, 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 your, and your walk with God and, and to ask yourself, are you fully submitted yourself to God and the things that He's asked you to do? Number two, in order to become spiritually strong, we have to resist the devil. You know, the more, the more in, our, in our physical lives, um, you know, when we work out and, and we, we, we try to keep ourselves healthy, you know, that we, our bodies learn to resist certain things, okay? Our bodies learn, you know, to, to resist certain illnesses, you know, after we've had them for various times. We become immune to things, Okay? That word resist means that we're able to push away or we're able to push aside. And the Bible tells us very clearly in James chapter, seven, or chapter 4 verse 7 that we are to resist the devil. How can we do that? We must be aware of his methods. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Second Corinthians Chapter 2, and we're going to look at verse 11. It said, Lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Okay? We must not be ignorant of the devices or the methods that Satan uses to get to us. Okay? The Bible very, very, very clearly states that the devil is a, a very tricky person. And, and this morning, as we visited with the Trenton congregation at, uh, in Georgia, where we were for couples retreat, they showed a video during class, and it did an excellent job of explaining you know, the things that the devil does to get to us. And we as Christians have to understand that it is our duty to resist the devil. It is our duty to, to flee from Him. We have to create our lives in such a way or live our lives in such a way that pushes Him aside. But we have to be aware that the devil's real and he's going to tempt us and he's going to deceive us and he's going to put things out in front of us that are going to make us spiritually weak if we give in to them. But as Christians, we have to understand that those things, they're coming and... We have to be prepared for them. And one of the best ways to be prepared is to know what you're facing. And we have to understand that the devil's coming. 
We have to be aware of His presence. Turn to 1 Peter chapter 5. We have to be aware of His presence. 1 Peter chapter 5. Let's look at verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. The devil's here. He's walking about trying to take all the souls that he possibly can with him to hell because he knows where he's going. He knows he has no chance because he's already been defeated. We have to be aware that he's walking around trying to take as many people as he can with him. And you know, he targets us and he targets people that that he knows he can get to. And if we're not spiritually strong and aware that these things are going to come and these things are going to happen, then we're more vulnerable to the things that the devil is going to present to us. So I challenge you to be aware in your life that, that the devil's coming and that you're going to be tempted and that things are going to come up in your life that, that are going to pull you spiritually. But the stronger you are as a Christian, the easier it is to resist these things. And we'll get into that in just a second. Do not compromise with him. Okay? Do not compromise with the devil. We, so many times in our lives we come up with excuses. We come up with excuses for why we, we, you know, maybe we miss a Sunday night service. Or we come up with excuses for why we miss a Wednesday night service. Or we come up with excuses, you know, for why we didn't attend such and such event that the church was putting on. Or we come up with an excuse to, uh, to justify our a- actions and things that we do. And that's exactly what that means. You're compromising with the devil and the things that the Bible says when we do those things. When we put something else above church or we put something else above our spiritual life or we put worldly things ahead of what God has set before us, then we've compromised with the devil and we've given in. So we have to be very, very careful of how we present ourselves, of how we we go out of these doors and and show ourselves to others. We have to be careful about the things that that we use as excuses in our life because excuses are are one of the biggest helpers of the devil because he can take someone who's going to make a lot of excuses and, and before you know it, they're going to be completely falling away. So be careful, be careful with those compromises. Be careful with, with the things you say, the things you do, the way you act, because people, people are watching, and the devil is watching, and he's just waiting and waiting to find an opportunity to, to bring us down. In Philippians 4, verse 1, we've got to stand on firm ground got to stand on firm ground. The easiest way to resist the devil is to surround yourself by other Christians who are striving for the same goal that you are. To surround yourself by people who are striving to get to heaven, who are striving to do the right thing. And if you'll stand on that ground that Christ has laid for us and try to become as Christ-like as possible, the devil 
will, will, will flee from you because you'll be resisting him the way that you need to. But, but, in order to do that, we've got to make sure that we don't let worldly things take precedent over spiritual things. Because too many often times in our lives, we get really busy. We get really busy with the things that we do. And, and, and a lot of times, the things that we do are not bad things. But a lot of times, they take us away from focusing on our spirituality. And they take us away from becoming more spiritual and being more Christ-like because we just don't have the time. So make sure you're standing on firm ground. Meaning, Christ is the center of everything that you do. And that you realize that without Him and without the church, we have no hope. We have no way of resisting the devil. But if we stand on that firm ground and surround ourselves by people who, who are going to help us, who are going to you know, challenge us to be better spiritually, then we've got a better chance of resisting the devil. And we've got a better chance to become more Christ-like, which is the best way to become more spiritually strong, is to be able to look in that mirror and say that I'm living my life as Christ-like as I possibly can. Number three, we have to draw near to God. We have to draw near to God. In order to do this, we must realign our will to God's will. Um, and we can do that very easily. We can realign our will to God's will if we'll take this Bible, the Word of God that we've been presented with, and study it and read it and pray, and come together, and meet together, and, and grow together. If we'll do those things, then we'll draw closer and closer to God. But, if this is never opened, and it just sits on a bookshelf at home, and the only time it is opened is in this building, then we're not going to get very close to God. Because we have, to, we have to make sure that we're studying, praying, and, and, and doing spiritual things in our everyday walks of life. You know, it's very, very easy to, to come in here and, and open the Bible and read the verses and pray and sing and worship because that's what everybody else is doing. But when we leave, are we drawing any closer to God? Are, we, are, are our families growing closer to God or are they growing farther apart from God? You know, we got a lot of time in the week. And we're, if, if you're in church Sunday morning, Wednesday night, we're not here a, a, a very large portion of the week. If, if the only time that we're giving God is, is during the time that's been set aside by the elders for us to be here on Wednesday night in the midweek, then... I don't know if we're drawing any closer to God. So we've got to make sure that when we leave these doors, we leave this building, that we're aligning our life and, and, and doing things in our lives, such as studying the Bible, praying, you know, with our families. Because that's the best way that you can draw closer to God, is to study and know the things that He wants you to do. Um, another thing... 
is we must hate sin and pursue, pursue purity of mind. Okay? We can never justify sin. You know, there's a lot of things out there that the Bible presents to us that, that are called sins. And we can never, at any point in our life, justify that any of those things are okay. Because they're not. You know, God specifically tells us the things that we can do and the things that we cannot do. And, and, and in order to draw nearer to Him, to draw nearer to God, we have to make sure that, that our lives are aligned with the things that He's asked us to do. Because if they're not, then we're walking farther away from God. We're not going to Him. And we must realize the enormity of sin. Okay, we have to realize how big sin is. Uh, turn to Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6. We'll look at verse 21 through 25. It says, Blessed are you who hunger now, for you shall be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. Blessed are you when men hate you and when, when they exclude you and revile you and cast your name out as evil for the Son of Man's sake. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy. For indeed your reward is greater in heaven, for in like manner their fathers did, did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full, for you shall hunger. Woe to you who laugh now, for you shall mourn and weep. Woe to you when all men speak well of you, for so did their fathers to the false prophets. You know, we have to be, make sure that, that we are that we realize, as I said, the enormity of sin and that our reward is not here. The things that happen to us here on this earth are, are not the reward that we're seeking. We're not seeking, you know, glor uh, you know, glorification here on this earth. We're not seeking physical things on this earth because our reward is laid up in heaven. And if we decrease the, the sincerity or the, 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 the importance of understanding sin, then we're saying that you know, things on this earth are more important than, than spiritual things. Because when we reduce you know, what sin is, okay, it becomes less important to us. And we start to realize that you know, maybe sin is, is smaller than it is. But sin's big. Sin's a big thing. And no matter how small we may think the sin is, all sins are equal. And God tells us to flee from sin, to stay away from it, because He can't be in the presence of sin. So when we forget how big sin is, we take ourselves farther and farther away from God because God can't be in the presence of sin. So no matter, you know, how little we think a sin is, sin is sin to God. And if we're sinning, we're not drawing nearer to God. We're, 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 we're moving more farther away from God. And finally tonight, we can become more spiritually strong when we humble ourselves. When we 
realize that we were created to serve God. And that we were put on this earth and everything that we have on this earth is a blessing from Him. It's, it's not something that, that we've done on our own. You know, no matter how much money we ever make in our life, no matter how many friends we have in our life, no matter how many people we can surround ourselves in life, no matter how many blessings that you have, all of those things come from God. None of those things, you know, would even be possible without Him. And we need to make sure that we are humble and that we, you know, realize that without God, we, we can't do anything. That's, that's the whole purpose, the whole reason we're on this earth is to serve Him. You know, every good and perfect thing comes from above. Um, humility can safeguard a Christian from sin. Um, meaning, you know, when we really sit back and we look at, we look at ourselves and, and, and we look at our lives, you know, and, and humble ourselves... And, and take a step back and realize that, you know, the things that, that we have here, you know, they're only going to be here for a little while. And that's not really why we're here. We're not here to please people. We're not here to, we're not here to, you know, please each other. We're not here to, you know, gather as much money as we possibly can. We're here to serve God. And that's it. We're here to put Him first in our lives. And we're here, you know, to make sure that we can take as many people to heaven with us as we possibly can. And if we don't humble ourselves, then are we really doing that? You know, it's, 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 it's a hard, hard life here on earth. You know, there's things that happen. There's things that, that take place and, and we struggle. But... Always remember this. You can become more spiritually strong by putting God first in everything that you do in life. Well, it's time for me to stop. That's what that means. <laughs> um, if you'll put God first in your life and everything that you do, you'll have no problem becoming the best Christian that you can possibly be. So tonight, I want to ask you this question. Are you developing as a Christian every single day? Are you becoming stronger? Since the day you first put Christ on in baptism, are you still the same person that you were then, now? Or have you grown? Have you put God first? Have you taken steps closer to getting closer to God? Or maybe... You're not a Christian yet. Maybe you haven't submitted to God yet, like we were talking about at the beginning. Maybe you haven't taken that first step. Realize that becoming a Christian, hearing, believing, repenting, confessing, and being baptized and living a faithful life, that's important. And that we can't get to heaven without that. God has specifically told us that this is how we show that we're committed to Him and that we have submitted to Him. So if you haven't taken that step in your life yet, and that's the step that you need to take tonight, you know, we ask you to do so as together we stand and sing.